Hello, and welcome to the Space Weather Facts and Forecast podcast. I'm Isaac Brigham, amateur space weather enthusiast, and I'll be giving you the current space weather conditions, a forecast for the upcoming week, and telling you all about a fascinating space weather phenomenon. Stay tuned. Space weather has really picked up in the last week. Just this morning, we had our first X flare of the month and fourth of the year, an X 1.16. The flare came from region 3217, a complex beta gamma delta region on the edge of facing Earth. Despite the fact that the flare was somewhat Earth facing, it was extremely impulsive and almost certainly did not produce a CME. Elsewhere on the Sun, there are no less than 12 numbered active regions on the Earth-facing disk, some of which could be a threat for flares. Region 3217, as I already mentioned, is magnetically complex and has the greatest potential to flare, plus its location is favorable as it has yet to fully face Earth. Regions 3213 and 3214 also could produce at least M flares, however, they are on the west side of the sun, and not well facing us. The rest of the regions do not at the moment pose a flare threat, although region 3220 should be monitored for signs of growth as it turns to face Earth. There have been a number of CMEs released in the past few days from M-flare events and filament eruptions, but so far we know of none headed towards Earth. It is entirely possible, though, that a CME could be launched towards us soon. Speaking of filament eruptions, an incredible polar filament liftoff transitioning to polar vortex was observed around a week ago, something we have never quite seen the likes of before. I'll talk more about that in the second segment. No coronal holes of note are visible at the moment, so we should not be seeing any high-speed stream impacts for at minimum a week. Moving to the current geomagnetic conditions, we're at a KP1, and the solar wind data is mostly low. The only exception is the solar wind speed, which is sitting a bit elevated, around 500 kilometers a second. With this data, very minimal aurora should be visible, even at northern latitudes. Coming up, I don't foresee any notable aurora events, however, that could change. As we have many sunspot regions capable of strong flares, some of which are facing Earth, we will have to keep a close eye on the data to watch for any CMEs directed towards Earth. If we get an Earth-facing eruption, strong auroral displays would become very possible. Thanks for listening to the forecast. Now it's time to talk about this week's featured space weather phenomena. In this episode, I'll be giving an exciting update on our solar cycle cycle 25, and how it is progressing so far. A lot of the material in this episode is taken from an article on Space Weather Live by space weather expert Christian Harris. The link will be in the description. We're currently in the ascending phase of solar cycle 25, and solar maximum is expected to occur around mid-2025. When NOAA made their official predictions a few years ago for the solar cycle we're in, they forecasted it to be about the same strength as the last cycle, which would mean really quite weak in comparison to most. Now as a side note, solar cycle strength is measured in a couple main ways. The sunspot number, usually a monthly average, 
and the Solar Flux Index, also a monthly average. NOAA forecasted a peak sunspot number of 115 and a peak solar flux of 138. As a comparison, Solar Cycle 23, a fairly strong cycle two cycles ago, had a peak sunspot number of 180 and a solar flux of 197. So if the NOAA predictions are right, we should be in for a much less active solar maximum with less flares and radio blackouts than typical. However, the sun is proving us wrong. So far, the cycle is well exceeding predictions. Take just last month, for example. The predicted sunspot number was 63, but the measured value was 144, much higher than what was predicted even for solar maximum. Or the solar flux index. The forecast for January 2023 was 100, while 183 was the observed value with multiple individual days coming in above 200. These values are significantly higher than even the peak of the last cycle, cycle 24. Even a year ago in early 2022, the sunspot number and solar flux numbers were close to doubling the predictions. So one has to wonder, does this mean that solar cycle 25 will continue to shatter predictions, peaking at near cycle 23 levels? Well, possibly, but not necessarily. It's certainly possible, and looking fairly likely, that we'll see the cycle peak at least stronger than cycle 24, the previous one, which would also mean stronger than predictions. However, another possibility to be considered is that the cycle will peak early. If it peaked earlier than expected, even by only like a year, we could see the peak strength match up closer with predictions just earlier. We can certainly hope that this isn't the case, and looking at all the data together, I think it's the less likely option. Ultimately, forecasting solar cycles is an extremely tricky business, and we will have to wait to see how things play out. Now, I want to talk about another interesting solar phenomena that just happened related to the solar cycle, the breakoff of a filament and formation of a polar vortex near the sun's north pole. Usually filament liftoffs are nothing too special, they happen all the time. In this case, however, the filament was upwards of 55 degrees latitude on the sun, relatively close to the pole. This seems to happen with surprising regularity, once every solar cycle preceding solar maximum, where a filament forms and lifts off close to the pole, and we don't at all know the cause yet. This time, however, not only did the filament lift off from the pole, but it started swirling in a vortex around the pole before erupting into space. This is the first time this strange vortex phenomena has been observed, and no one knows the cause. What are the implications for our solar cycle? Well, the fact that the polar filament has formed and lifted off indicates the approach of solar maximum, although we don't know how soon and the polar vortex phenomena shows how much we still have to learn about the sun, especially closer to the poles, where it is harder to observe. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe and share it. This podcast will be available on the second Saturday of every month on major podcast platforms. See you next time.